All right, you guys, podcast time. Hello and welcome aboard the Sydney Bus Museum podcast as we go round and round the grounds. We have a look at the timetable of recent and upcoming events, what's happening around the museum, and we'll shine the spotlight on a museum member. So tap on, get comfortable, and enjoy the ride. And here we are, episode five. We're calling this one Do the Bus Shop. Yeah. And that will become uh, a clear the reason for that will become clear a little later. Bob Goyer, Sydney Bus Museum General Manager, hello. Hello. And filling in for our operations manager, we've got Josh Power back. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Welcome back. So it's been, oh, and our special guest over there, we, we won't introduce you yet, but just to give us a hello. Hello. You recognise that voice. Uh, it's been two months, Bob, since we recorded the, the last and A podcast. lot of water under the bridge in yeah. two months. The world's changed, COVID <laughs> restrictions have relaxed and uh, things are returning to normal. And so what does normal mean for the bus museum? Well, big changes for us essentially mean that uh, we no longer have timed sessions. So essentially what that means is you can come to the museum anytime between 10am and 4pm, uh, come and go anytime you please and ride the bus as many times as you want. So that's the first big change in the rollback. And the second change happens from next month in June, and that is returning back to the CBD. So during lockdown and, uh, you know, the COVID era, we've not been running into the CBD to avoid contact with the greater general public. But times have changed and it's now time to return to the city. So with that, there's been a little bit of a change. We were previously running to the Queen Victoria building, but that's no longer possible because of timetable changes with some of the service buses. So as a result, uh, we've been in discussions with Transport for New South Wales and we've been allocated Park Street Stand H, which is just across the road from Woolworths, uh, in between George and Pitt Streets. And so that will become our new starting and finishing point in the city from next month. And there'll be signage allowed and it'll be uh, very obvious There'll be the uh, There'll be a, a sandwich board A-frame that'll be set up there in the morning and taken down in the afternoon. So from June, you'll be able to actually catch a bus from the city or go to the city. And that opens up a whole lot of new opportunities for people that want to go shopping in a city and then come to the museum or want to come to the museum and then go and have lunch in the city. Mm. Uh, it, it opens up a whole new range of opportunities for our, our visitors. Basically back to the way it was. The way it was, exactly yeah. right. And uh, it broadens the experience for everyone. So it, we're really looking forward to it. Takes out that awful uh, Victoria Road choke point as well. I, I travelled from these studios down to the museum two Saturdays ago, I think, and the traffic was banked back over the Gladesville Bridge up towards the Huntley's turnoff. So I could imagine trying to run a bus timetable through that. It's on hard. a Sunday, it yeah. is very hard. Nightmare, particularly during the uh, the middle of the day when people tend to go out for lunch, and uh, yeah, it becomes very, very busy on that road. So mm. we're we're glad to be going back into town. Okay, while well, we've got you on, then let's talk about uh, the museum in general. What's been happening? What's coming up? Yeah, so uh, lots of things happening at the museum. A couple of projects that have just recently completed. We had some Transport Heritage Grant money for reupholstering two double-deckers. That's just been completed. Those buses are now back in service with all new upholstery. We're really happy with the results there. We also had a federal grant for upgrading all our museum lighting to LED, and that's been completed as well. So we actually have some really good uh, bright LED lighting in the building now, which is uh, very, very good. It actually enhances the display. And and talking about displays, we've actually got a number of new displays that are in progress of actually being built. 
One of them is a Sydney 2000 transport display, which is going to tell the story of bus transportation in Sydney during the Sydney Olympics. And we've actually got bus number 2000, which was decorated for the anniversary of the Olympics. Uh, That's going to be the centrepiece. We're also building a very large display wall. And one of the features on that display wall will be uh, a number of the electronic destinations that are in buses. And uh, they'll be interactive, so people will be able to actually push the buttons and change the destination signs to something different. Uh, it'll be a bit of fun. Be, yeah, well, it will be fun because some drivers don't know how to use those controllers, let alone the public. But I'm sure the kids will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then as well as that, uh, one of the things that we're actually doing right now is we're setting up a display of old bus drivers' uniforms. And uh, we've got a number of... Uh, male mannequins that uh, are being dressed up in uh, uniforms that the drivers wore over the years and um, that's actually starting to look really good. So a number of things in progress and also later in the year uh, we've got a new display uh, called Connie's and Kelly's and that will feature women in the bus industry and tell the story about how women got involved in uh, becoming conductors and eventually drivers on the buses. So some really exciting things happening in the background. And it's good that the display remains fluid. Not only are you changing things statically, uh, but vehicularly as well. Is that a word? Uh, yes. you, you're constantly moving buses out of storage into yes. the premises at Leichhardt and, and you know vice versa to keep things different. So if you come back to the museum, say, two months after you've already been there, it's not going to look the same. No, that's right. We do have two off-site storage locations and we have a number of buses at those off-site locations. And we do change them around from time to time, depending on uh, particular exhibits and displays and uh, themed events that are coming up. So you're right, we do uh, rotate the exhibits around and uh, also reposition them accordingly. Okay, Josh Power, there's been a few events since our last podcast and there are some big ones coming up. Tell us all about it. So we've just had our London bus day, which was uh, different for us, which was the first event in a very long time with open sessions that was a fully sellout and very popular amongst the public and also members. Um, We also do have, coming up this weekend, the Inner West Creative Arts Trails, um, which is us working with local council on helping them visit local galleries and displays, and there's several of them coming up through the year. Also, the main big thing for us coming up next month in June, which will be the 11th and 12th of June, which is Deckers in the Night, and it will be certainly something different for us, a very popular event, and it'll be open sessions once again. And there'll be various different deckers on display this time around. Um, let's say a coach for one night and a brand new Volvo decker that's available, possibly. Okay, all right, let me stop you there. First of all, let's go back to the Heritage Trail. So that is the museum supplies an old bus, and it's basically, a- a- as the name suggests, you go uh, from place to place along a Heritage Trail within that council area. So from a museum to a park... Or, or a library, is that how... And art galleries. Yeah, right, okay. And, and so it, there's a predefined route and... Uh, so it's hop on, hop off? Uh, yeah, hop on, hop off, and they basically go to various places along the way and uh, people can hop off and go and look at various things and then yep. jump back on the bus and go on to the next one. Okay. It's organised by the Inner West Council. Uh, there's about seven of them throughout the year, so... Uh, Keep an eye on the website and on the Inner West Council's website as well. Okay, and and to the deckers in the night, that's a long weekend. Why has that blown out to two nights now? So typically what happens on the June long weekend is we would have the Transport Heritage Expo, but this year, 
because uh, Central Station's not available due to uh, works that are happening there, we've decided to do something uh, different and we'll do Deckers in the Night over two nights. And so as Josh mentioned, every year we have a guest vehicle. Because we're running it over two nights, we're going to have two different guest vehicles. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's uh, all the more reason to come along two nights and uh, see two different guest buses. And uh, as we did last time, we've got the CWA coming along to do uh, hot food for us. Uh, that was very popular last year. It was popular, <laughs> yes. Uh, I must say it was very tasty too. So, uh, no, look, it's, it's a good night, five till late, lots of uh, bus rides. There's actually going to be five different double-deckers running on the night, two green Sydney ones, one blue Sydney one, one Hong Kong bus, one London bus. So there'll be a variety. Buses depart every 10 minutes. And our rides for the night are across the Harbour Bridge, 90th anniversary this year, as you know. And uh, so across the Harbour Bridge up to North Sydney and back. So very spectacular. And this also coincides with Vivid. So you'll actually oh, wow. see Sydney lit up yeah. as you go across the bridge. So it should be a fantastic night. Mm. Some good photos from the top deck of a, a double-decker bus going Absolutely. across the bridge. Yeah. Okay, well, we're looking forward to that. It's always a very busy night. So back to the calendar, Josh. So for the 29th of May, we're um, proudly supporting Kids with Cancer, which will be a museum visit and a, a vintage bus ride down to Thelme, which is a rail museum down there as well. Both organisations are very proud to support it. It'll be a long day, but it, you'll get to see plenty of Sydney's transport heritage in one day. As well as a steam train ride uh, down at Thelme Rail Museum. Uh, it's a charity event, I must say. We're doing this, uh, you know, at no cost to the charity, and uh, it's a charity well worth supporting. So, yeah, look, if you can make it Sunday the 29th of May. Uh, starts at the Bus Museum in the morning, takes you down to the Rail Museum. So you get to see two museums, a, mm. a, a Bus Museum and a Rail Museum, bus ride, steam train ride, all in the same day. It is a long day, I will admit, but it's it's for a, a very worthwhile cause. It's a good long uh, bus ride as well. I've been on one of the ones down at the Tram Museum, and that was about an hour in the bus, so it'll be a little bit longer. So you get, a, you get a good good ride along. About 90 minutes, I'd yeah. say. Mm. Yeah. Trundling along. Yes. Also, uh, on the 14th of August, we'll, we're back for Eastern Creek, which is a Sydney classic where you'll get actually to experience vintage buses racing around the racetrack, which is certainly something different. And for me as a driver, it's certainly something different being on a racetrack in a vintage double-decker, but also a lot of fun seeing not only some vintage cars and trucks and all sorts of vintage things, but uh, definitely something worthwhile. Well, that's a that's a big day out for car clubs as well, all, all motoring clubs. And it's been, what, two years now? since it's- Two years since the last one. Uh, it's the signature event for... Uh, vintage car enthusiasts mm. in Sydney. It's basically the gathering of all of them. They all come together there and then each of the clubs does parade laps around the track. Uh, and we are running the buses around the track all day. It, it's a great opportunity to ride uh, a bus and experience the uh, Eastern Creek racetrack, which most people would never ever get to. I mean, they'll see it on TV, of course, but they'd never actually ride around in it. Yeah. So to do it in a vintage bus is a great experience and uh, certainly one to put into your calendar. Well, it's a big day for anyone that loves cars or anything with wheels, pretty much. There's so much to see. And then when they release each club, each club gets its time on the track. You'll see 20 GT Falcons or yes. or 33 Volkswagen Beetles all just chasing <laughs> each other around the track. And, yes. then, and then there's the buses as well. So, oh, that's good that that's back after such a long time away. And also from June, we'll be back in the city, as Bob said before. Um, we'll be running from the c- city 
to the museum about every half an hour, and it's a welcome change to be back in the city and amongst busy CBD again, and it'll be from Park Street, Stand H, about every 30 minutes. Which brings us to our special guest today, who actually gets his own theme music. Now, Bob yeah. will recognise this. The youngins in the room probably won't. Very this 70s. Is, do the bus shop. Yeah. We've changed the words, bus shop. Yeah. Because our special guest today right. is doing the bus shop. Yeah, he does it. Hello, Connor. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Connor. Welcome to podcast. And uh, it's a chance to introduce the new shop manager for the Sydney Bus Museum Bus Shop, Connor McGee. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, it's really exciting taking over the position as the bus shop manager. So very recently, our long-term uh, bus shop manager retired. And, and I have to say, you know, long-standing member, he served us very well for many, many years, but he got to an age where he decided it was time to give it away. Connor had been his trainee for a period and learnt uh, the trade. Only, what, a month ago took over the role officially. Yeah, so about a month ago now. And so uh, new faces, new ideas and uh, lots of changes happening. Connor, what's happening in yeah, the shop? Yeah, certainly um, a few changes happening. So um, if you've been to the museum before, you'd know that in the bus shop, there was a very large wall with all the back issues of the museum's magazine, Yes, Australian Bus. That wall has now been replaced. So the Magazines are no longer on that big wall, and it's been replaced by a wonderful big book collection. So the bus shop actually has this massive collection of historical books relating to buses that historically have sat in a storeroom where no one can actually see them. And one of the things that I was really excited to do when I first started was actually get some of this stock that we have hidden away and actually bring it out and show it to the public and give the public a chance to actually look at some of the things that we have and potentially buy it, because there are so many interesting books there that people have been interested in, and we've actually sold a significant number since we've moved them out of storage and into the shop. Wow, yeah. fantastic. I love that. And, and certainly more changes to come. We're looking at some new technology there with a point-of-sale system and so forth, uh, scan, scanning barcodes, uh, you, you know, big changes. And, Lots of uh, exciting changes to come. There are, and potentially some new stock lines as well. So uh, some more uh, information on that perhaps in a later podcast. But uh, Connor, it's a bit of a funny story. I first came across you some years ago as a younger person, and uh, it's interesting. I was only just recently looking at some photographs taken in 2015 when the museum had its preview night. This was a year before the official opening at Leichhardt, and there was a very young Connor McGee in the background of this photograph. And I thought to myself, wow, all these years later, he's with us, he's part of the team, part of the uh, operational team in the museum, and he's now the manager responsible for the shop, which is fantastic. And uh, it's part of the changes that are going on within the organisation right now. There's a bit of a, uh, a rejuvenation of uh, people within positions in the organisation, and uh, Certainly fantastic to have you as part of our team and uh, really looking forward to working with you. You know, you're a passionate uh, person that has an interest in buses and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, certainly. Oh, that, that night um, at the Museum Open Night was an absolute fantastic night back in 2015. My parents have, have been very lucky. They've been very supportive of my interest in buses from when I've been very little. You know, growing up, the highlight of my week was catching the 370 from my primary school up to the swimming pool for swimming lessons. And it was always a... Um, Mercedes 0405 NH gas bus from Leichhardt and that was always like the highlight of my week. Once a month my dad would take me on one of the um, Scania Elmon Free 14.5s on the 400 
from where we lived um, to the airport. And, you know, so for me growing up, the most exciting thing were buses, getting to catch the bus, ride the bus, ride different types of buses. And so I've been interested in buses for as long as I can remember. And, you know, when you're interested in buses, the natural progression is sort of to get involved in the bus museum, come check it out. And, you know, sort of as I've gotten older, I've sort of wanted to get involved in that. Yeah. And of course, uh, you've taken it to the next level professionally. Tell us about uh, what you do for a living. So at the moment, I'm studying at UNSW, city planning and law. But as part of that, I'm working at Transport for New South Wales as part of their planning teams, working with uh, transport planners and doing a number of different roles there at Transport for New South Wales. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. It's no. great to be able to connect your hobby with your career. I've been able to do it throughout my life, and certainly if you can combine the both, and even Josh, who's sitting there looking at us, Josh has been able to do exactly that. Looking at us, he's looking at his screen. He is, yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> sitting there typing away on the uh, on the device. Connor, you've got no aspirations to actually drive? Because a lot of these young kids that you see out with cameras, and uh, a lot of you may not know, if you go to the next Dare app and you look, have a look to see what kind of bus is coming next that you are going to catch oftentimes as a credit for you yes uh, photograph credit to Connor McGee but you most of those guys want to end up driving that's not the direction you want to go no I've I've I don't know it's strange I'm not someone who's ever really had an interest in driving my interest has sort of always been in the operation side of things of growing up I would write my own bus timetables for both the routes that I caught around me and also for fictional routes that I had made up and I would you know want to look at you know fleet planning and operations planning and so that was always the area that I was wow. interested in as opposed to the driving side of things straight over my head <laughs> <laughs> and, and Connor we've all got our favorite bus so I've got to ask you the question what's your favorite oh so I've got a particular model bus that is genuinely my absolute favorite bus of all time and it is the Scania <laughs> L113 CRL and say Orana. Yes. Um, I would catch these buses all the time back when they were at Randwick Depot. Unfortunately, they have now been withdrawn from Randwick. But all gone. All gone from Randwick. But yeah, growing up, other than, you know, they were the buses that essentially when you went and caught the bus, unless you were specifically going to a route where you knew something else was going to be there, that was the bus that showed up where I grew up because Randwick at one point had nearly 60 of them. And at that time, that was half the fleet at Randwick. So... They sort of dominated the streets. And is it true that you'd let another bus go by and wait for one of those to turn up? Uh, certainly. In our, once they became less common um, and newer buses came along into the fleet, I certainly maintained my preference for them. And absolutely, I would uh, let other buses go and wait for an Arana to show up. Fantastic. That's passionate. It is. And definitely uh, an example of the young guard coming through at the museum as uh, you know, the older guys get too old uh, to be involved anymore or just simply don't want to do it or want to go and enjoy their retirement or travel, there is a new wave that's ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And look, only a fortnight ago, we had a conductor's training course and uh, there were four new conductors put through uh, and they were all 18 to 25 age group. So there, there is a regeneration process going on at the moment within the organisation and uh, certainly people like Connor and uh, Josh, in fact, are a part of that. I think we've got a very bright future as an organisation because we've got the next generation coming on board and you know, my role as the manager is to train these people and set the organisation up for a, a rosy future. All right, well, there we go. Well, let's, uh, on that note, we're going to boogie on out of episode yeah. five with Connor's theme tune, Do the Bus Shop. You can visit the bus shop online as well. Absolutely, yes. Address? Yep. Uh, busshop.net. It's open 24 hours for your orders. Um, yeah, go online. We've got lots of stuff on there at the moment. At the moment, the big thing we're trying to push out is our state transit farewell show bags. 
that were given to the state transit drivers at their depot farewells with state transit recently demised. So go online, get those. Lots of other stuff on there as well. Or visit the bus shop at the museum. That is a very limited opportunity, those showbags. Once in a lifetime, never to be repeated. Give them a good plug. (laughs) Yes. Bob, thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Josh, thank you. Thank you. And Connor, thank you. Thank you very much. And that just about does it for this trip. It's time to tap off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And hopefully you'll join us again when next we go round and round with the Sydney Bus Museum. See you later.